in April, we currently were just over 11K pounds in revenue. So I think that's about $13,000, $14,000. And in terms of the revenue split, 75 to 80% comes from the agency clients. Uh, 10 to 15 comes from the coaching students. And then another 10% comes from affiliate commissions based on anything we're selling through the media site. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Confessions of a B2B Marketer podcast. And today is a big one. There's no guests. It's just going to be myself and you talking about our business. I'm going to be sharing a breakdown of exactly what SaaS Marketer and Bcast are, what they do and how they came about. And then I'm going to be sharing the full story of how we got to where we are today, how we help B2B businesses, how much money we're making and ultimately our plans for the future. But before that, we need to hear from this podcast's first ever sponsor. And that sponsor is Document360, knowledge-based software that scales with your product. And as you're about to learn, I've actually been working directly with Document360 to build their own podcast process. So I've seen this business from the inside out and I can testify, I have seen the analytics, their organic traffic is growing really nicely and has been over the past 18 months. And part of the reason for that is that they've been building their own knowledge base. So all the documentation to help people use their SaaS with their own product, right? So your SaaS needs a knowledge base. And one way of growing your organic traffic quite nicely and steadily over time is ensuring you have high quality documentation that explains how people can use your product. So as well as significantly reducing your support costs, it can also give you that written content that will pop up when people are Googling stuff related to your SaaS. And so I've seen themselves grow their organic traffic through the knowledge base. And so if you want to do that for your SaaS, I highly recommend going to document 360.io and picking up a 14-day free trial of their self-service knowledge base software. Okay then, so I've been in the podcast game for a while and normally when you have just one person speaking into the microphone, it can get a little bit dull or dry. So I'm going to try and make this as engaging as possible. And so the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to tell the story. Now, we all know how much humans love stories. I'm going to be taking us right from the start before SaaS Hacker or SaaS Marketer even existed and then right up to today. And then during that story, I'm going to intercept them, intercept each part of the story with like the core insights that I had. There's probably about six core insights related to B2B marketing, entrepreneurship and SaaS marketing that I'll bring out as I go through the story. And then when we get to the end, I'll be sharing exactly kind of almost like a, a mini audio income report for where each business is at the moment in this month of April. And then I'll also be sharing kind of what we plan to achieve and what we plan to do for the rest of the year. This story starts back in 2019, where I'm just browsing through, well, yeah, I'm just using SEMrush to browse through businesses looking at their organic traffic growth over time, you know, just like that. that's the kind of thing that a marketer would do. And there's this one site called saleshacker.com. And if you go to SEMrush or Ahrefs actually, and, and you put the domain in and look at their organic growth over time, you'll see that since 2014, they've just had very steady, really good organic growth. 
And I then started learning more about the business and they actually just got acquired by Outreach, which is a very large SaaS company. And it was started by a guy called Max Altschuler back in 2014. And then he's just been consistently releasing great content, mainly from contributors since 2014. And then they ultimately sold to Outreach back in 2018, I think. And the SEO growth has just been absolutely phenomenal. And so I got really interested in this. And it was a business that I thought that I could definitely run. At the time, I was head of marketing at a B2B SaaS company based in London. And I then started investigating and saw that actually media properties, well, every business is also in the media business, right? So every business has a blog. And so they're investing money in creating information, just like a media business does. And I saw that independent media properties that weren't associated with a business that sells something else were doing much better. And Sales Hacker was a really good example of this. And so I thought the kind of opposite way, most businesses will, will build a product and then they'll build a media company, e.g. a blog on the side to get attention for the product. And what Sales Hacker had done is they built a media company and they were selling that attention to advertisers and then ultimately built a really valuable asset for a SaaS company, e.g. outreach in the market. And so I was like, okay, I can probably start one of these media companies and then either I can use the, the attention and use the community to learn about something to build or just build this media company and then maybe sell it in the future. And so I decided to create something that was called SaaS Hacker at the time. And the other kind of tip or learning here is that if there's something that you want to learn about, the best way to learn about that is to teach. So I wanted to learn more about marketing SaaS companies. And so these were the two reasons I started SaaS Hacker. It was because I thought there was a good opportunity to build an independent media brand in the SaaS space. I knew the market was growing. But I also wanted to learn about it because maybe I could build a business in that area in the future. And so over, over a, a month to a year, we grew that email list by writing up case studies of how SaaS companies had grown. Uh, so we grew that obviously from nothing all the way up to about 1,800. And I got started to get a really good understanding about how these SaaS companies were growing. And then at the same time, whilst working in that job, uh, we developed this podcasting process that the, the basic thesis is that when you as a business create information you're obviously looking to monetize that information from the people that are consuming the information right so you write a blog post because you want the people reading that blog post to ultimately buy your product and so the podcast process we started was exactly the same we were looking to help the audience but we also then looked to build relationships and gain benefit from the people we were creating the content with e.g the guests of the podcast and so we managed to build a podcast in a specific niche that did really well. And then we also managed to close some deals with some of the people that came on the podcast, right? So we're creating content, but then also looking to monetize or gain benefit from the content, not just from the listeners, but also from the guests. And so I had these, these two things going on. I had the job with this podcast process. And then I also had this media asset of, of software companies that was growing quite nicely. And so ultimately, when this podcast process started doing pretty well, I started, I thought to myself, okay, I could run this process pretty well for multiple businesses. And so I ended up picking up one or two clients from the audience of that media company. Remember, so the media company, uh, a SaaS companies that are looking to grow because that's what I'm talking about in that content. I had this podcasting process that I had developed whilst working uh, that was helping a SaaS company grow, right? So there, there was some synergy there. 
And so what actually happened is that I decided to leave that business and run the podcasting process for multiple SaaS companies. And then if you're employed and you're creating results and the, the company likes you, then obviously they're going to want to keep you in some way. So ultimately that employer became a, a client of the new kind of service business I was creating. So that, that gave some security because I knew that this one client was going to still pay me, but also I'd managed to pick up a couple of clients whilst still working, which is, I guess is a, a, against the rules, but we, we managed to smooth that over. And so this is a really good way, I think, to start a business. If you are listening to this and you are employed, if you're doing something that's creating really good results for your current employer, um, and you think that you could do that for other companies, then it might be worth having a conversation with your employer and say, look, I want to do this thing for multiple companies. If I was to do that, would you maybe become my first client? Because that gives you the security. It gives you the social proof when you're going out to trying to sell this service to other companies. And so ultimately that is what happened and that I left that employer and then started running that same podcast process for multiple companies. And the multiple companies or the sources of the other companies that were going to pay for that service were from the media company that I was building. Then at the same time, when you have a media asset and you have attention in a growing niche where, where a lot of people want to get attention in that space because they want to sell them something, you can sell the attention that you're generating to advertisers. So also during the time period, I managed to sell a sponsorship of the SaaS content site that I built to Ahrefs and now obviously Document360, as you heard in the start of this podcast. I also use the attention, as I mentioned, from that media site to get the first clients. And so this is kind of the opposite of the way that most businesses do things. They, they build a product and then they use media to try and sell the product. What I did is I built a media company, uh, e.g. I got the attention. I learned more about these people because I, I was sending a, a daily email at one point with a SaaS case study and I was having a lot of communication with the people on the email list. And I saw that actually, yes, that there probably would be demand for this podcasting process that we were delivering whilst I was employed. The origination of SaaS Marketer was uh, that I saw an opportunity in the SaaS space. I, I, I saw that we could uh, generate information in this growing niche, and that would ultimately lead to value, whether it's selling the attention or selling something else such as services. And so then the, the next kind of dimension, and this is probably getting quite complex, um, but I'll explain how all these parts connect together later on, is that we started to look at the podcast process and we started to see that actually quite a lot of this could be automated. And there are other tools out there that would help automate parts of this process, but they, they wouldn't, they're not as suited to this, this podcasting process that we deliver. And so I started thinking about, okay, this is, could actually be a standalone SaaS product where like a service business and a SaaS business, in my mind, are very similar. You just have a client or a customer that wants to get a job done. And if either the, your business either has people doing that job or it has software doing that job. And obviously software can be a lot cheaper. And so I was like, we can try and do parts of this work with software instead of people. And that's going to improve our margins. Then also we, we, we could build a SaaS business out of that, which is obviously a lot more scalable. And so... I then actually used the media site to try and find someone who could help me build this thing, right? So when you're trying to build a SaaS company in the early days, you can either work with contractors, you can build it yourself, or you can find a co-founder. And I probably wasn't going to try and build that myself. 
like I did try and find contractors at the start, but then obviously if you find someone who has shares the same vision, has the same passion, is really good, then it may be worth giving them part of the business in order to incentivize them to build it with you, right? And of course you need less cash to do that. And so I actually sent a PS in an email to this SaaS community that I was building saying, does anybody have experience building web applications? I have an idea in the podcast space. And so that email, that PS actually led to us, to me working with Neil, who we heard in episode two. And so then me and Neil started building out this this software product, which is now called Becast, um, which essentially automates part of that podcast process that we were running. Now, if we also take a step back, I've spent a significant period of time now looking at how SaaS companies kind of start and grow because I've been writing about it for ages. And so three like core insights that I found about how SaaS companies grow, particularly in the early stages, helped us with the origination of Bcast. And I'm going to quickly share them with you now. If you are considering or wanting to grow a SaaS business, uh, these three are like crucial and they've made a massive impact for us. So the first one is I saw quite a few different businesses actually start as an agency and then transition to SaaS. The best example of this is a company called Happio uh, in Sweden or Finland, somewhere in Scandinavia, who started as a, as a large G Suite like enterprise consulting business where they would help big businesses transition to G Suite. Um, they did this, built a great business, and then ultimately started automating part of that process, uh, transitioned away from the agency business, and then have this SaaS product which helps enterprises transition or manage G Suite. Right. And so doing this, you obviously are generating cash at the agency. So you might not need to raise as much money, but you also, you have an intimate knowledge of the clients you're working with. So you can really, that helps you build a software product that's better. And then at the same time, you have those first clients, like you have captive clients almost, right? You just say, uh, should we test this piece of software to help us complete this job? And they're obviously going to agree. And so it's a really, really good way to start a SaaS company. And I know there's this kind of um, dogma against providing services in the SaaS business because it doesn't scale, but this is the best way, I think, to start a SaaS company. And if you think about what was happening here, I had these these clients, or I still have these clients, that were delivering the podcast service to. And it's just really, really easy for us to then be like, okay, let's use this software to do this thing, uh, get their feedback, learn about what they actually want, but then also find the first customers for the software company like very easily because they like and trust us because we're delivering this good service. So that's the first tip. The second is to try and find a, a growing market that ideally you know quite a bit about. And then instead of trying to take the whole growing market, because if it is a real growing market, there's going to be big players spending a lot of money to, to try and do this thing. And so you just find a growing market, but then you take a, a much smaller niche within that growing market and focus your SaaS product just on them, right? Because then you're not going up and competing with HubSpot, for example, in the marketing automation space, but you might be doing marketing automation just for um, made services, right? So for businesses that provide maids to do cleaning, you provide marketing automation just for them. And that's going to make like, the, the market's growing. So over time, there'll be more customers available to you, but also it's going to be so much easier to sell because you don't have to go up against and your ad spend is not going up against HubSpot. And you can just niche down to this small group of people that you can help. Now, the, the common objection to that 
is that that's too niche. Uh, why are you? Why would you just focus on them? And my answer to this is always: there's probably more than enough made businesses out there to like fulfill all of all of your wildest dreams, or to to get you to 10 million AR, which maybe is all you want. And then also, if you did want to broaden out more in the future, you can do that. That's fine. And the final one was: I thought that the SaaS companies that were especially able to bootstrap and grow fast in the early days. I use something that I call user-led growth. I think other people in the world call it product-led growth, but it's essentially allowing any user to tell other people about your product. And so I saw really good examples as I was running up these case studies of SaaS companies being able to bootstrap because any users that came to them, either on a freemium or paid plan, exposed the product to other people uh, in like in their ecosystem. And this is crucial, I think, especially when you're trying to bootstrap a SaaS company. What we're doing with Bcast aligns with all three of those. So we have the agency, we're, we're using the SaaS to automate parts of that process. We, we have, we're taking a small niche of a growing market. So podcast is a growing market. Apple, Google, Spotify are all investing in the space. And our niche within that growing market is just B2B podcasts for high growth businesses. And so if a business that is looking to grow is also looking to podcast, they're going to resonate more with our messaging and more with our brand. And then finally, user-led growth. We, the, the podcast hosting business is you provide things to your customers that allow them to showcase their audio content with the world, right? So for example, we give all customers an embedded audio player, which they can embed on their site to play their audio. That, of course, is can be customized to the client, but also has some of our branding on it. At the same time, we are also we create a podcast website for each podcast that hosts on our platform, and so that they could either share this or even the guests of their podcast could share this. And actually, we had an insane example just this week where a guest of one of our customers, one of our beta customers' podcasts, has a, has a pretty like successful blog on the Ahref domain authority checker. I think he gets seventy four out of a hundred, um, and like a significant size audience. Um, he gave, so he's a guest of one of our, of our beta customers podcast, right? And so that's like second order virality. He wrote a blog post about the episode, embedded our player, and also gave a backlink to our RSS feed, right? So that's giving us brand exposure on the blog, blog, and it's also giving us a backlink from a significant like size blog, which is just, just great. Like, and that, that's not even virality from one of our customers. That's virality from one of our customers' partners. And so that's, like user, user growth at its best. Right now, just to take a step back so you understand, we have there's actually two corporations. There's the SaaS Marketer Corporation, and then there's the Bcast Corporation. Me and Neil own the Bcast Corporation together, and then I own the, the SaaS Marketer Corporation. Then in the SaaS Marketer Corporation, there's there's the, the agency that I mentioned. We have also the, the content and the media site, um, and then there's one other aspect also to, this, to the SaaS Marketer Corporation, which is just a kind of information and coaching program that uh, for any SaaS businesses or B2B businesses that can't afford the monthly subscription for the agency, uh, I kind of give them the, the information, the software, and some of my time to help them run the same podcast process, right? So two, two corporations, SaaS Marketer and Bcast. SaaS Marketer has the kind of the media site. And then on the media site, obviously, we, we have links to, through to someone to become a client of the agency but then also for someone to, to become a coaching kind of info student. And so let's just break that down a bit more. 
Uh, the agent fee right now has six different clients, five are SaaS companies, and one is a service business. And so you, you, you might think, well, where do these come from? So one is the, the previous employer. Two of them came from the SaaS marketer audience, as I mentioned before. One came through cold outreach, and then two came through just kind of my network of people that I know mainly through LinkedIn. Um, though I, I probably would say, and I have heard from one of those other clients that one of the reasons they did want to work with us is because of that they've seen the writing and they've seen the work of, of the SaaS marketer site. So that's just kind of validates the value of creating thought leadership when you are selling either services or software. On the, the coaching side, we've had eight or we have eight students going through that coaching program. And I, I might do a separate episode on this, but here's something that Nathan, Nathan Barry actually did uh, when he was starting ConvertKit is that instead of just selling the software, he, he sold the, the a six month plan actually of ConvertKit along with some coaching. And this is also what ClickFunnels did when they started is that uh, Russell Brunson sold a thousand dollar product that, that was basically an info course, but gave 12 months of ClickFunnels. And so essentially what I'm doing here is that I'm, I'm selling both my time and all the information scripts and templates that we use to run this podcast process. But then that also includes 12 months of the Bcast software. So we get cash upfront for that. Um, and then we also kind of get the, the, any user-led growth from those, but then also we get the learning from these people. And we'll talk more about that in a second. And so right now we, we, we have the agency with those clients. We, we have the coaching students. The, the SaaS marketer site is growing very nicely since it relaunched recently with the convert kit, the meet Edgar case studies, and also with this podcast as well, which is a new, a new addition. In April, we currently were just over 11K pounds in revenue. So I think that's about $13,000, $14,000. And in term, terms of the revenue split, 75 to 80% comes from the agency clients. Uh, 10 to 15 comes from the coaching students. And then another 10% comes from affiliate commissions based on anything we're selling through the media site. And also as of next month, there'll also be some advertising revenue as well. And so, yeah, the other thing I haven't really mentioned is that when you have a media site, you can gain commission from people coming to the site and then using your recommendations to buy stuff. Uh, that's just the affiliate marketing model. So throughout this process, I've had affiliate links on uh, in emails and also on the sites, on the SaaS marketer site. So that's another way to generate revenue when you are building that media company as well as sponsorship. So that's kind of the, the SaaS marketer corporation numbers. Because we are about to launch, we have eight, I think it's eight to 10 beta customers. I should know that, so about... So that's about, and um, we'll be giving them a discount. So it's about $100 MRR. And obviously we're looking for that to grow as we launch to the public. The goal is to get SaaS Marketer, which is currently at about 11K. Actually, it should be more than that because they're only mid-April. And the goal is to get to that, that to 50K per month by the end of the year. And that'll be a combination of coaching, agency, affiliate, and advertising revenue. And then Bcast, we'd be looking to get to about 5K MRR, ideally. Um, so starting from about $100 now, getting that up to 5k by the end of the year. I hope that's kind of given you a good overview of where we got to, of how we got to where we are today. And I know that's a lot of information, uh, but there's two more kind of concepts I want to share that have really helped me understand and helped me build what we have built up to this date. And the first is, is systems and feedback loops. So I, I think it's really important as an entrepreneur or marketer to understand system theory and about how feedback loops can help or hinder the progress of a system. One way of mapping out what we have is the software company, the agency, 
and then the, well, the the agency and coaching and then the media site, right? So there's the SaaS marketer media site, agency of coaching and BCAS. And so you, you could see these as uh, nodes or part of a system. And then you can then look at how these nodes are interacting and how uh, positive feedback loops can be generated between these different nodes, right? And so let me just give you some examples of how these three things are interacting and helping each other. So any learnings we have from the agency by working with SaaS and B2B clients, and also from the media company by writing about these companies can help us grow the SaaS company, right? Because we're, we're learning about how these companies are growing. So that's a positive feedback loop from the media site and the agency to the SaaS company. Now, at the same time, the agency and the coaching students are using the SaaS. So we get some benefit from the user-led growth, as mentioned before. We get social proof because we can put their logos on the SaaS site, but we're also getting feedback from them about how we can make the product better. The SaaS company is also reducing the cost of the agency because there are things that we used to have people doing that now the software is doing. And also we don't have to pay any other provider for podcast hosting. The, the SaaS is helping sell the agency and coaching. When you're in a sales process for the agency or coaching, they're asking, okay, what software do we use for this? And then we can say, oh, we spent this amount of months building custom software just for this process. And then what, that's a competitive advantage. The media site is obviously generating attention uh, that can be converted into customers for the agency and coaching. And actually just this week, I set up a retargeting ad for traffic coming to the SaaS market site over the past 30 days to push them into the sales funnel for the agency or coaching, right? And so that's how the media company is helping sell the agency and coaching. And then one day, potentially, there could be an upsell from SaaS companies uh, to the coaching or the agency. And so this is just like, companies provide services to help uh, their customers use the software better, right? And so this is, I think, really important whenever you're, especially doing multiple things, is to understand how they can interact and help each other. And so, the, the, like, I, I'm totally aware of the feedback that I get quite a lot is that you should just be doing one thing to, like, make it really good. That's what happened with ConvertKit and Nathan Barry, Hitton Shah said to him, you need to either shut this down or just go full time. And he went full time and now they're making 1.7 million per month. And so I get that advice, but I, I also think that these different things are helping each other. And they're also very cash generative at the moment. So I don't have to raise money and I can also like live a relatively good life or whilst bootstrapping a SaaS company. And so I think that's really important to understand how things interact together. Now, the final point, and thank you for listening so, listening so intently for this whole episode, is that there are like you could ask me well this is a marketing podcast why are you talking about all this entrepreneurship stuff and my response to that is that actually as a marketer there are like different levels of marketer and i teach this in the you know, to the coaching students is that a level one marketer is someone who will just be able to implement a, a tactic right so they can just run ppc for google ads or they can just run an seo campaign a level two marketer can take together can bring together tactics into a cohesive marketing strategy that uses psychological triggers and also gets results, right? And so a level two marketer is somebody who can run our podcast process, for example, uh, uses psychological triggers and ultimately gets results because our, our podcast process really brings together like five core tactics, which are like copywriting, interviewing, sales, social, and systems. And so that's a level two marketer. But I think a level three marketer is someone who can actually understand what somebody wants and then give it to them, 
right? And so that's like the, the quantum leap is not just selling stuff, but actually changing the thing you sell in order to help the customer get their end result better. And so I think what this episode has shared a lot about is not just about, obviously we haven't really talked about any tactics, we haven't really done level one, talked a little bit about level two, but actually what I've spoke about really is level three and that how you can ultimately as a marketer, I, I think you should elevate yourself to be able to speak to and understand people's problems and then help help to build the solution that solves those problems as ultimately that's what a good market should be doing. It shouldn't just be selling stuff. It should be helping solve people's problems. And that might mean you have to change your product or service to do that. And I think that's a level three market. And that's where I think everyone should aspire to get to. And I'm not definitely not there yet, but I'm on the journey. With that, I want to say thank you to kind of, there's, a, there's five people uh, that have kind of helped me on this journey. Obviously, Neil, the co-founder of Bcast. Then we have Clay Olher. Spartak, who sadly passed away recently, Chaz and Gurav, who have who have really helped grow the agency and the coaching. Um, so I really want to thank each and every one of you. And then finally, I want to thank you for listening.